And now. And now, introducing the one, the only. Now let me introduce to you. Lively talk with successful people, barely filtered. This is the Jenna Ben Show. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Jenna Ben Show. I'm here today with Rafael Asuncao, UFC bantamweight, currently ranked number five in his division. You guys, he's a serious badass. Welcome, Rafael. I'm so excited to have you on. How you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having. Thank you for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. I know mm-hmm. you've you've been busy. Your your daughter seems to be a handful. <laughs> she is so cute, though. She's how's so that fine. going? Oh, it's going great. You know, I, I learned how to do her hair. <laughs> <laughs> are you braiding it or how are you doing it? No, I just put a little bit of uh, whatever she tells me to, like a little bit of oil and then put a, <laughs> put a ponytail, learn how to do that stuff. Dad life. I love it. Okay, so this quarantine, man, it's crazy business. You know, how are you spending your days? I know you're training and we're going to talk about that in a little bit, but what are you doing with your time really? Well, yeah, I'm, um, you know, trying to divide my time in between training and staying at home. And, you know, I'm always busy at home doing some activities. Like today I did a little bit of uh, of yard work, you know, for, for the most part. I have a small yard, but it's got to be done every so often. Mm. So I, I stay pretty busy, uh, stay pretty busy. Uh, You're not the type to like sit around. You want to be active all the time. I'm pretty active, and then when the body tells me to uh, relax, I kind of listen to my body uh, more than what I used to now. Um, you know, it's and, and I, ha- I have a little project car too that uh, sometimes I can go to the garage mm. and uh, <laughs> do a little and uh, keep my project over there. Yes, you and your race cars. I love it. We're definitely going to get into that in a little bit. But first, I want the listeners to get a feel for the man behind the fighter. So here on the Jenna Ben Show, we talk about my guest professional stories, you know, who they are, how they got started, how they achieved success, what they would consider to be their biggest failures, insights for the listeners, and really just kind of, you know, what you're about. So you're 37 years old. With 34 fights, 27 of those are wins. You've moved weight classes a few times, starting as a lightweight, then featherweight, and now bantamweight. And what's your walk-around weight? Yeah, I'm probably around the 155 area. 155, uh, okay. So you you have to cut at least 20 pounds, 20 to 30 pounds, in order to qualify for bantamweight. Yeah, the overall, yeah. But the, the, you know, the first 10 pounds are... Uh, are more of like the, the dieting phases, mm. uh, which you, you reduce the food. I, I, you know, I'm Brazilian. I like to eat, you know, a lot of Brazilian yeah. food. So, uh, you know, just uh, the first 10 pounds will be like a, a total diet, uh, portion control, like, a, you know, pretty pretty basic stuff. And then the other 10 pounds will be like a weight cut, uh, like a hardcore weight cut, you know, uh, 10 pounds, which, which is the you know, the dehydration that uh, is pretty documented out there. I just came from the gym not long ago. Um, and I live in a little, I live in a little nice area. It's called the Vickery. And the Vickery mm-hmm. is like a little shopping center, very small. But when I, I passed by and uh, there was no parking lots available. I mean, oh, wow. The thing was full, full of cars. People were out in the, there's a little, uh, grass, 
a little grass area, like a turf grass area. Mm-hmm. That they, they let they let the kids run and stuff, and I was pretty surprised. It was packed. It was a lot. So, so yeah. people people here in Georgia is kind of freaking out. You know, they, they oh you you know the they, they kind of follow this this strict. You know, whatever if if the governor you know says lockdown, everybody's out. You know, at home, nobody leaves, and then right okay, lockdown is over, and everybody's out. They kind of follow this uh protocol yeah uh by the book you know so i <laughs> i find it kind of funny sometimes it's cool <laughs> it's very it's very nice but like yeah. i say it, it was packed i mean over there and the, and and um the my my the pool the the recreation here in my complex is mm. open they're, wow. they're, and now i just received a uh a text from my mom in brazil she lived in recife and and, and the situation there the the curve there is really going up now. So it's oh, wow. like, okay, you know, I don't want to, you know, take like 20 pictures at the pool, having a good time. <laughs> and, then, and then my mom sends me a picture of the, the, of the curve of the pandemic going crazy in Recife. So I'm like, <laughs> you know, it's kind of, it's, it's hard to manage, you know? <laughs> yeah. And you're a role model, you know, people look to you for guidance too. So it's almost like you have to kind of like play it conservatively sometimes like, yeah. Boy. yeah sometimes i do have to you know, right? what was the gym yeah. like how many people were there yeah the gym is small now we're limiting freddie my brother is the owner of the gym he runs the program he runs everything you know i, I come in and, and i help but uh you know i'm i'm the only one active right now for like fully mm. active fighting so uh, i'm not there uh, you know, throughout that, but we're limiting to 10, 10, 10, 10 kids per class. It's okay right now. It's kind of slow where we, everything's clean. Um, and, 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 and we, we, I and think no we, positive cases. No, no positive cases. To, to be honest with you, we had, uh, we had the lady that came in and cleaned, uh, the, uh, the gym and mm-hmm. we hired, we hired this, this lady to, to come and clean the gym. And uh, she uh, was kind of irresponsible uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, her daughter tested positive, so oh. she so she got tested. And while she was waiting for the test, she came in and worked. Oh like, my god, lady! I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I understand. Look, you know, let's. I, I don't want to be too judgmental here, but look, yeah. my mom was a was an immigrant when we came from Brazil. She came to work and so we can, you know, learn a different language, single mother, three boys. So I, I, I know the story, you know, I know the, the, the yeah, the, the immigrant parents trying to hustle, trying to make money, but come on, you know, um, yeah. I don't want to get fired up about this, but, but, you know, have some, have some uh, sense, you know, I mean, I don't care where you're from. I don't care who you are or where you're from. Have some sense, you know. This lady, her daughter tested positive. She, while she was waiting for her own results, she went, "Okay, I'm gonna go make fifty bucks." I know, you know? that's so or, sad. Or, or seventy-five dollars. Come on, Jesus Christ, you know. <laughs> yeah. So I went in and got tested for COVID nineteen, and I'm negative, and as Thank well God. as as Fred, yeah. So everything's good. Good. Okay, I want to go way back to when you were a boy in Brazil because I want to know what you were like as a kid. Were you yeah. shy? Were you active? Like, what I was fought. Like? 
I fought every day. <laughs> you fought every day. Okay, starting what age? Nine years old. So, Nine. okay, let's. what's the number one sport in Brazil? Would you say it's soccer? Yeah, it's soccer. Okay, and then after soccer, MMA? Probably fighting, yeah, probably fighting in general. You remember you have this capoeira, right? So capoeira is the dancing martial arts. They kind of, it's a... It's real cool. Women, kids, adults lose weight, mm. fight. So it's a real nice martial art that uh, is very popular in Brazil. And and yeah, um, after soccer, um, it's probably yeah. Every kid likes to. Every kid in Brazil likes to scrap. You know, into kind of uh, kind of like the Hawaiian lifestyle. You see how like Hawaiians mm. they they all feel like they can they can scrap and they. You know, uh, like scrappers and, and surfers, they all, it's all into that ballpark, you know? Interesting. Okay. So, <laughs> so it's like part of the culture. And so here you are nine years old and you're, you've got a little attitude problem, right? Cause you're, <laughs> you're getting into fights. Is that accurate? Yeah, a little bit, you know, my, my, my cousins, my, even my brothers, they were like, Hey, hey, Hafi. These two kids are downstairs because you know we live in buildings in Brazil mostly, or like 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 apartment buildings. Yeah, this kid in Brazil, is, you know, it's here, and then they'll call me, go downstairs, and kind of scrap, you know. <laughs> and it was just for bragging rights, like there was no bets. Uh, no, no, it was just for for you know, just for the for the lifestyle of the sake of the whatever we were. We were thinking, you know, the it was just a lifestyle, you know. And then That's we so then we then we moved to America in '94 for the first time. We were 12 uh, years old, and, and my mom was like, "Look, here, you don't get in trouble. Here, <laughs> you, you're gonna you go to school. Mommy is at work. You go to school. We're gonna learn two different languages. As we speak, we speak three uh, uh, Spanish and English. So." And, and we're going to have a great life. You know, it's the American dream. So we're yeah. here in a new world. You know, here you guys go. And we all got in trouble again. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Okay, what did your parents do for work in Brazil? Yeah, my mom was a representative for a uh, cosmetic, some cosmetics. Okay. Oh, cool. Okay. And, yeah, and, uh, for, and for your dad? Bit. My dad was a banker for a while, too. Uh, before he retired, he was a banker. And then when they came out here, what did they do? Yeah, oh, they separated. My mom, we came in 94. My mom is a single parent. Okay. Uh, my dad still lives in Brazil. Are you in touch with him? Yeah, yeah. I bet he's so proud. You're like, this. you're number five in the bantamweight division. I mean, that's a big-ass deal. Is he, I mean, how does he feel about it? He goes crazy on, on this thing, mm. you know. And, and, you know, he wants to uh, to be involved. And we took him to a couple of, of, of fights, uh, you know, so he can tag along. That's so cool. That's yeah, my he, son. I bet you he's like bragging everybody. <laughs> yeah, he tags along and he's he corner he corner us um, whenever Aww. possible. So he he yeah he lo he loves that stuff and you know uh, he, he's very uh, into he's very into it. And, and everybody is now like he watches the where well, I was a fight. On when um this weekend and then Wednesday was another fight and he watches all that he calls you with you know different um asks hey did you watch did you see what this guy did so he tries to be pretty involved mm -hmm. you know 
like, he wants to give you tips. That's so freaking cute. I love. Oh, it. he gives me tips. Yeah, it's sometimes like that. Look, sometimes I gotta stop him. I gotta tell him to. Uh, because it, 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 easier said than than done. Sometimes you know, it's not it's not as easy to. Of course. It's like, well, just do this or just do that. And it's like, wait, hold on, dad. I have an actual team of professionals that like, this is what they do. <laughs> and, you know, it's not as easy to just do X or Z, you know? That That is true. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, uh, that happens a lot. That happens. Uh, he went, he went to one of our training camp and then he was talking about that one of my, oh, one of your coaches is not doing good. He's not holding the, the dance. Like, yeah, that's, <laughs> you know, it's, when we get in there, we we we're gonna scrap, and and it's it's not a determined factor, you know. <laughs> so I got so we have to explain him. It, you know, it, by him holding like this doesn't mean I'm gonna do it like that in the fight. It's just we're just mimicking, trying to, of course, try, you know. So it's, oh, uh, he loves you though. He's just doing his best. So okay, I want to know. What, tell me about that moment when you first got accepted into the UFC. Like, what was that like? What did you feel? What did you do? Who did you tell? Yeah, no, the, we actually, we actually, we merged, right? So I got merged from the WEC to the UFC. So for mm. me, it was pretty natural because right. it was a, it was a merge. Uh, and, and, and people were bomb, bombing me, you know, hey, hey man, now you were a UFC fighter, but, but the, the, the WEC was, uh, was the WEC, you know, everybody that uh, competed there was, was proud and, and it was the lightweight guys. Uh, so for me, it's pretty natural to, with the, yeah. the merge. The, the merge wasn't, uh, you know, super. It, obviously, you know, the UFC is the biggest fighting organization in the world. Uh, yeah. At that time, the WEC was owned by the UFC also. So that's something that, uh, you know, for me, it was pretty natural. It, you it kind was, of like, you already made it. Yeah, it was Zufa. The WC was Zufa, was the best lightweight guys in the world, and the UFC was the bigger guys. And then they merged just one thing, so it was already it was already on the on the table there. You know, the merge was pretty natural for me. What year was that for you? Yeah, that uh, the merge was in two thousand and nine. That's right. Oh my God, you are like a seasoned veteran. You've been doing this a long ass time, like a lifetime fighter. This is what you yeah. do. I should have made a little bit more money, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure you're negotiating better deals now that you've been a part of the UFC forever, literally. Uh, it's okay. It could be better. Yep. Well, okay. So tell me about the, your favorite fight of your career. Yeah, I don't have a favorite fight. I mean, all my wins are, are my favorite fights, but every fight is so different. Um, you know, I fought in Brazil. Uh, it was it was great. My whole family was there. The Fortaleza fight. The first time I fought in Fortaleza was great. Mm. The second time I fought in Fortaleza in the same place and it was horrible. But I lost. I lost the main event fight to uh, Marlon. Mm-hmm. So that was uh, that was not good. But uh, it's hard to lose. It's hard. You know, I was just talking to. Um, maybe I shouldn't say because I want to respect his privacy. But he's he's a coach for a big fighter. And we were talking about kind of the uh, roller coaster of emotions that go into uh-huh. it. And people only, you know, there's so much pressure that happens. There's pressure on the yeah. fighter because you have to basically put your life on the line and you bust your ass for your camp for like 10 weeks. You dehydrate yourself and then you get in that cage and fight for your life. And 
it's in front of a huge audience. Not only do you have the pressure to perform in front of that audience, but you have the pressure to win from like your team that's busted their asses to be there for you. And then your family that relies on you and your friends and just even just your pride, you know? So there's like, there's a lot that goes into it. But then, you know, from the perspective of the coach, everyone's hurting if you lose. So that's even more pressure, you know? I'll tell you, it's, I'll tell you, it, it's a crazy, it's a crazy ass sport. I mean, it, 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 this sport is, uh, you know, sometimes in great, you know, it's kind of like an in great sport. And, it, it, you know, it's, it's, to, to simplify, it's a crazy ass sport. I mean, not, <laughs> a, not everyone can make it and stay there and maintain and have a, a, a you know, a, a regular lifestyle and retire on and make enough money. To, to where that's all they do, you know, it's, it's, it's hard, you know, it's, uh, yeah. I, I see, I see a lot of fighters out there, uh, you know, Hey, yeah, I got to fight. They like bagging, bagging for fights, you know, uh, you know, just the hunger. Oh yeah. I got to feed my kid. And wow. yeah, you see it every day. Right. Um, in general. Right. And, mm-hmm. and some, and sometimes I'm like, man, I, I'm so blessed. I'm blessed, right? I'm not a, a, I've never been a champion. You know, I haven't been a champion yet, but uh, I'm kind of blessed in my own way. You know, I've, I've, I've been, I've been there. I've, I've been ranked all my, my, all my UFC career. I have been a ranked fighter. Um, yeah, that's huge. Um, but not everyone gets, gets the, the, the same, you know, uh, uh, opportunities. My yeah. twin brother had not had the opportunity himself. He was ten. He was ten and one last year, um, and then and then he uh, had a, a knee injury, uh, the third knee injury, and then came back. Um, Fred is my twin brother, by the way, right? If you mm-hmm. don't know, so Fred, yeah. we're the same age, and then he made a comeback, and then uh, fought a real tough guy, and he went in the leagues, the one of the fight leagues, and then lost, and then. Uh, Broke the hand on that fight, and then okay, go and just recover from the knee, and then they'll operate the hand. So it's a tough ass career. It's 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 crazy. It's a crazy yeah. ass career. That's that that's what it is. But you know, here I am. I, you know, I I don't want to be selfish, but I'm focusing on me right now, and and uh, <laughs> we 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 got it. We we we're keeping on it. You know. Until, yeah. Well, you're doing a great job at being disciplined and being on your grind and preparing for your next fight. I'm, I had Arnold Chan on the show almost a year ago. I, I, um, I've been doing okay. the show since January last year, so about a year and a half. But uh-huh. I didn't get into combat sports really until – so I interviewed Gabriel Rosado, the boxer, um, like a year ago pretty much from now. And then – um, probably like 10 months ago, I interviewed Arnold Chan, striking coach, and he uh-huh. talked about Uriah Hall on the show. And uh-huh. so I thought it was so interesting. I'm like, you know, well, let's get Uriah on the show and kind of talk about like, maybe I'll play a clip that Arnold said about him and, and how he trained him. And he said that, you know, Uriah's a really like he busted his butt. He's a really hard worker. Sure, I sure. think, yeah. you know, it's just your mind's got to be right. Your mind's got to be in the game. And uh, it takes That's one true. hell of a strong person to stay sure. mentally strong. So I'm curious now, Raf, one fight you could go back and do over, what would it be? Would it be that one in Brazil, just because that's your hometown when you lost to Marlon? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, may- maybe that fight there. You know, you just mentioned, I, I wasn't there uh, mentally. 
Uh, it was mm. it was a, a, a you know a whole bunch of different factors. And, and I'm a fighter. I mean, so, sometimes you're gonna have to grind through the to to the obstacles that that are not that are that are there. So I'm I'm you know I figure. Uh, you know, my brother was injured, and one of my coaches was was uh, was not around. Had just had surgery, also. Mm. And it was it was just you know pretty pretty bad timing, and I'm like, man, I can't let the UFC down. So I, you know, I fought, and, and Marla was in a great uh, position, was in a great run, and yeah, yeah it didn't go my way. It seems like every you know everything uh, did, did wasn't quite together. You know, when he came right. fight fight time. And he showed, you know, I mean, I made a mistake right in the beginning of the fight. Um, we had a, a strategy, which, uh, we, we, you know, should have been uh, planned a little bit differently. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, one of those fights. You know, what's so interesting is when I talk to fighters who are from a different country and then they have fights in their hometown, it's kind of a double-edged sword because you want that win so freaking bad because like you want to represent your people. And when you get that win, it feels 10 times better than any other win. But if you lose, man, it's brutal. Yeah. And you know, people win, people lose. You know, it's not just, just the loss. It's just how everything plays, plays. It's, 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 uh, it's how everything kind of builds upon, right? Like training didn't go well. And then, the timing and then okay let's let's make it happen you know let's uh let's keep on the show and and but, but they in in your gut you kind of feel okay maybe that should have been played a little bit differently you know so mm. that, that 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 definitely happens um you know to to a lot of us sure yeah all right so who would you say currently is your most worthy adversary um worthy yeah, like who who do you think should go up against you? Who do you think deserves to fight you? Well, all the guys in the top five, uh, you know, they are worthy uh, as, as an opponent now. So I've got uh, so I th- I've got Cody Garbrandt next. Yes, is uh, that on the six? Is that confirmed? Yeah, it's 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 almost a hundred percent. We're still finalizing uh, a couple of things. Um, so I can't really discuss too much until it's hundred percent. They're kind of doing a little bit of, of short, you know, sh- we know it's not short notice because we we're planning to, to compete. We're training. Yeah. But as far, as far as the, 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 you know, um, contract and everything, we're still finalizing. Can you say if, um, if it's intended to be in Vegas? I don't think it's in Vegas. I think it's, uh, it's in Jacksonville. Mm, okay. Yeah. Interesting. I think it's in Jacksonville. I'm like, can we get these fights back to Vegas already so I can go? <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and there's no audience right now either. So. Yeah, but they allow some media. So. Right, right, right. Yes, yes, yes. Sure. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, there are, there are some perks. <laughs> sure, sure. Of course. So, okay. Now, Henry Cejudo, I mean, hot topic. The guy's 33 years old, retiring after 18 fights. He defended his bantamweight world title. He defended defended his other title. I mean, what what do you think about the guy retiring right now? I don't know. I don't think I don't know about him retiring. I just think he's he's a badass. I right? mean, what what he did was uh, shoot. I mean, it was uh, 
props to the guy. I, I send him a tweet. Uh, I send him a, uh, an Instagram. Hey, man, you sinister. Hmm. Uh, it's, you know, I can't, you know, I'm, I'm a fighter in the same weight class as, as the guy. So I, I should be, you know, kind of on the competitive side, like, oh, you know, just not talking shit, but, but I should be where, uh, where I'm kind of like waiting for him to, so, so I can go, if you see the champ, I can go after him or if he's retired, so I can keep on climbing, but I, I had to give him props. I mean, that was, yeah, yeah that, that was, uh, what he did was, was, was pretty shocking. I mean, He's definitely one to study. You know, when you look at his success and you look at his story, he's been busting his butt since he was a young age, like a lot of these fighters. But there's something about him that, you know, he keeps winning. What is it? You know, what do you think that X factor is? Yeah, I don't know exactly. Uh, you know, I just I just think he's doing he's putting the time and with a great mindset and, uh, and, and he's physically gifted guy. Mm-hmm. And he gets he gets out there and gets it done, you know. That that's cool. I, I look up to that type of stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I look up. I look up to athletes like that for sure. Uh, you know, I, I'm a st- studier of the, of the game, and I definitely look up to to guys like that. I looked up to uh, what's his name uh, Glover Teixeira uh, that competed. You know, older guy mm-hmm. for a for a really young guy and persevere and 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 you know worked out for him. Yeah. I'm going to talk to you about Mike Tyson fighting in a little bit too, but before we do that, I want to know, oh my God, well, mixed opinions, but um, what research have you done on Cody Garbrandt, your opponent, um, likely on June 6th? What, what, uh, search is it? Yeah. What research? Like, what do you know about him? Yeah. You know, I'm not the guy who does a lot of, you know, most of the, I'll let the team kind of, you know, Mm-hmm. determine hey we should be doing this should be doing that but you know if, if the guy's been around a long time he feels like you know i, I kind of know the guy too and he knows me too i mean he's he's seen me compete and uh just just personality wise uh it seems like we we you know we, we know who each other is you know so it's uh it's a recipe for a good fight you know yeah um, you know, you have more than double the amount of pro fights under under your belt. You know, you have 34. He has 14. So right. what do you think? I mean, do you think that that gives you an extreme advantage? You've been in that cage. It's like that cage is like your second home. Yeah, you know, I think every time you get into the cage, there's so many, so many f- factors. Um, it, it's, it's all the same. It, um, I, I don't think I have... Um, you know, like a, a substantial amount of advantage because I've been there more times. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> just because, you know, be, some 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 young guys they get in there. I mean, I'll be fighting longer than 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 Connor, and and yeah. it seems like you know the guy comes in and does his job. So you know, it's for me, it's like you come do your job. You know, I'll come do. I'll come to my job, you know, it's like, I don't compare um, the amount of fights that the guy has, or I, I just compare the, 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 the present, you know, what is he doing? How is he? But uh, I'm starting to, to kind of go towards where, you know, like a little bit of the mind game too, you know, I don't talk shit, but a little bit yeah. of the mind, a little bit of the mind game, you know, I kind of know what he's probably 
thinking to do and that. So, so I'm starting to kind of utilize a little bit of that, you know, Hey, what, what's his mindset? You know, why, what will be the possibility of him, you know, doing this or doing that? Um, and he, maybe he can be different. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's a totally different guy, mm. you know? And so I don't really pay attention to, to that stuff. I just try to prepare myself, you know, to the best guys and get when it's fight week, um, that I'm prepared, you know, mentally, emotionally, physically. Yeah. You know, I noticed that you don't talk shit. You're kind of just like, let me do my job, you know? And obviously the guys who talk shit, I mean, they get, they get the ratings, right? I mean, look at Connor and Cowboy that like a little bit of this time, not so bad, but you know, a little bit of a spectacle. I was at their press conference and, you know, what do you think about that? Are you not concerned about the public opinion? Because, you know, you could probably garner up some more attention if you did talk shit and then have that back and forth building up to the fight, you know? Yeah, maybe. I mean, if I've had, I just didn't have the the need to do that yet. You know, maybe, right. maybe if I, you know, maybe when I win my next fight, you know, if I can start up a little, you know, a little flow, something, you know, that, that might be pretty cool. But I just mm-hmm. didn't feel the, the need, you know, and, and, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to talk coming off a loss, you know, that's right. not gonna happen. so, um, you know, it's, is my opponent going to still talk shit while he's coming off, while he's coming off some losses too? I don't know. You know, it doesn't really, doesn't really, but some guys maybe need that urge, you know, and as far as tension, it is what it is. I think when the time comes, you don't need to force it, you know, because, uh, you know, you get out, you get in there, you win your fights, you do a good job. It's going to come, you know? So, um, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much like the week of the fight. And then the week after, you know, is when the, the attention kind of pours in for you guys. So Raf, yeah. tell me, what is your favorite part of fight week? Fair fight week, <laughs> fight week. It's a hustle. I'm not being, so a lot of guys, they kind of fake, you know, laughing. <laughs> yeah, it's all, you know, that's fine. You know, people are trying to get the attention. The media is there. It's a, but, you know, the, the focus is cool. You know, I think it's, it's real cool. You're, you feel real professional and, and the focus is there and, every, you know, all the, the dance, the, the intensity, you, you're kind of tense, you know, because you couldn't wait and you're still, I like to, I'm still sharpening up some stuff, you know, I have enough energy when I arrive, I still have enough energy to where I'm still sharpening up and the adrenaline's kind of, kind of there already. Mm-hmm. Um, but the focus is, is pretty cool, right? So it's, it, you know, makes you, makes me feel like a, like a man, you know, like a professional, yeah. like a professional man, you're in there, hey, you got to do your job and, and it's dangerous, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, uh. It can be messing around in there. You know, yeah. I mean, so there's like everywhere you go, basically, that's um, that's UFC related. They have security for you, you know, and then and then they set up interviews. You're, I mean, you're like a true celebrity that week. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, so I don't, you know, it's okay. Some sometimes you're, um, you know, planning planning your day, and then there's a whole bunch of. Uh, all this stuff to do, like a, a photo shoot, takes an hour. And then you're right, you're right, going to media takes another 
so, so sometimes you know it, uh, it it's it's okay you know it, it's it's all right you know it's, it's not my favorite part you know i'm not gonna say that to be honest mm-hmm. um when you we're gonna leave the room go downstairs and then uh there's the the, the pre-fight interview takes another you know couple of but it's cool you know it's kind of it's part of the job and it makes you feel professional yeah. When would you say you stop training? Is it before media day or before weigh-ins? I mean, obviously you're you're getting you're working on like cutting weight at that point. So when's your last workout? Oh, we don't stop. You don't we stop don't. even when you're cutting. Well, I guess the workouts help with cutting weight. So damn, but not this yeah, exactly. Day. Exactly. Yeah. So on Thursday night. Yeah. On th- on thir- so sometimes you got media Thursday morning. So you're pretty hungry there, right? That that's why some sometimes it's a, a little bit of a pain because you're you're pretty hungry and and, and thirsty and stuff. You can yeah. you can have you can have some water. You can have a little bit of water, but on Thursday morning you're already in preparation for the final weight cut, and then Thursday night it's the big day. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's, it's training. We're mm. inside inside the room and sauna suit, and it's a hustle. Uh, on, on that Thursday night, for sure. I've been researching these like sauna blankets for my home uh-huh. <laughs> because I read that you can lose 600 calories in an hour. So my logic is if I'm just chilling on my couch in a sauna suit, I could actually eat some pizza and not gain any weight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that one to be honest. <laughs> Good luck I know it's one. so easy for you. I'm over here like trying to cheat the system. <laughs> I know, right? It's, so, uh, yeah. yeah it's so, okay. So, we talked about weight cutting a little bit earlier, but now I'm curious what are your thoughts on the whole weight cutting process? I mean, you're a career fighter, you've been doing this forever. So you're familiar with the game. And for you, it's just like, you understand the rhythm of it. But to me, as an outsider, as someone who has never fought and will not fight, it's confusing. Like you go and you drop 20, 30 pounds to basically be eligible for your weight class. And your opponent is doing the same thing. So by the time you guys rehydrate, you're back to your normal weight, give or take. And it's like, what have we really accomplished here? You know? Yeah. Well, right. Right. I mean, it's the weight, it's the weight limit, right? So you limit, you get to the, well, that's a good, uh, that was a pretty good terminology there. (laughs) Um, yeah, that's true. You know, that's, uh, I never heard it like that before, but um, yeah, maybe that could have. Uh, but you know, but and remember, we're not we're looking at the whole perspective of the of the weight class because otherwise, you know, we you and your opponent, you can you know maybe get a catch weight. It's okay, let's both weight at this weight, and uh, but we're looking at the overall weight class. So okay, I'm gonna. Beat him at, at thirty-five, and then I want the champion at thirty-five, which he's at thirty-five. Otherwise, you're up a weight class, you mm. know. But but then your opponent, it's gonna be coming off a higher weight. Um. So yeah, it's 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 hard, but I see what you're saying. Well, if you're both cutting and then the night off, you're both at the same weight. What was the purpose? Well, n- not that you said that, but. Uh, but kind I can of. See yeah, what's the purpose of cutting the weight and then you guys are on the same weight already? But we're both so if you if you look at a guy that is at 45, we're both lighter than that guy that's at 45. You understand? Yeah. 
So we're both we're both under that weight. Um, not under. We're both in a different weight class, and, and we're both suffered, made the weight, then gained the weight back. Uh, <laughs> but but you look at a weight class above, they did they did the same thing. So um, yeah, it's part of the game. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's hard to explain, but yeah, uh, you know I've maybe one day we're not gonna cut weight. We're just gonna fight the way the weight class we are. Well, I mean, the only possible solution I can think of is if they do weigh-ins the same day because fighters, well, who knows? Who knows? Fighters are crazy. But some fighters will probably not risk, you know, fighting that dehydrated. But it's just too much of a risk for the promoter. You know, the UFC is not going to risk like that many fights, like that many fighters not making weight and, and all of that. So, um, yeah, I, we don't have the solution yet, but, um, you know, one guy I was talking to Neil Magny about having a gentleman's agreement, but you know, that's just not the way it works. Everybody, this is like, you're fighting for your life. You're fighting for your career. So to expect everyone to play nice, I don't know <laughs> if that's realistic, but on that note, yeah, Mike Tyson, <laughs> I, you know, I don't listen I'm a fan, okay? He is an awesome guy. He's a very likable guy, very accomplished. He's 53 years old. And, you know, getting back in the game right now, I just feel is dangerous and reckless. Like, yo, Mike, you're already a legend. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, as much as I want to see it, I feel like I'm looking out for the guy. What do you think? Hollyfield. He's fighting Hollyfield, right? It's, uh, it's okay. I mean, they're both... They're both old? Know, <laughs> Yeah, they're both there, and then, you know, probably try to make some cash. They're probably going to make some good cash, too, you know. It's <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's okay. Um, you know, he looked great on that video, and that video was pretty Oh, vital. yeah. Uh, he's fast. But, he's got power in him still. Yeah, he's still got power, yeah. But, you know, but then how many rounds can you do that, you know, the consist consistency, you know. That's, yeah. why we train, that's why we train so hard, because I can go at it for one round. Anybody could. But now it's 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 the consistency. First round, second round, defense. Uh, you know, especially in MMA, you go to the ground, you up, your card has got to be on point. So for us, a little bit um, more involved. Uh, mm -hmm. In boxing, they they might get it done. They, so I think it's gonna be hell of a, of a good fight. Uh, you know, who, who uh, to, if they're well prepared, they they should they should be okay if they're well prepared. But one of the fighters there, the older guy, was was wasn't ready. It was like Shamrock. They Shamrock fought not a couple of years ago or last year. And Ken Shamrock. Ken Shamrock, yeah. Yeah. Was was totally not ready. You know, you can see, hey, he's older guy, but totally not ready. But if they're willing to put the time and really prepare, I think that's that's viable. Mm. I mean, listen, you're a fighter. You're gonna say he's fine. He can take care of himself. But like. As yeah. a woman, <laughs> I'm like, no, you're going to get hurt. You're yeah, going to get yeah. hurt, Dad. <laughs> I understand. It's funny that you bring Shamrock up because Frank Shamrock's one of my besties, and he's been on the show a few times. And I'm going to bring him back with Boss nice. Rutten because they, you know, they fought their friends. Actually, Frank texted Boss to be like, yo, you should go on the Jenna Ben show. And Boss is like, okay. Nice. <laughs> and yeah, and they're just, they're both full of personality and they say the funniest shit. So 
I'm going to have him back on the show when the studio opens up because I feel like it's it, that kind of a show needs to be in person. I'm dying to go back to the studio, by the way. Like, can we please enough wow. with the social distancing, you know? <laughs> okay, in the studio. Where, where, where is your, do you do you mostly on, is there, you do, you do it mostly on, on the studio, your shows? Yeah, until this yeah. whole quarantine, I did every right. single show in the studio. Like even, right. you know, I was talking to Dana White in Vegas and they were like, okay, do you want to do his interview now? And I'm like, no, I mean, I need him in the studio because I just need it to be right. And then it's like, you know, catching him when he's in LA because the studio's in Hollywood at Dash Radio. So like, that's almost impossible. So then I said, you know what? I bought a whole portable recording studio and I'm like, I will take it with me and I will plan a trip to Vegas and I'll record with him at the apex. And then, you know, it's just this whole thing kind of threw us off the schedule. But, um, but there's something about that, like in-person communication, that vibe that really brings a story to life. So, yeah. So, okay. I got to get your thoughts because you are a wise man, you know, even in talking to you before we recorded the show, you're like, listen, I'm no bullshit. I can't fake it even if I wanted to, you know? So I got to wonder over these years, you have been busting your butt and you've accomplished quite a bit. And along the way, I have to assume that you've gathered some wisdom. What wisdom yeah. can you share with us today? Yeah. You know, I've, I think, um, I, I just try to be a better man every day and, and hopefully, uh, you know, the up and downs of, of my career, of my life, personally, professionally, ha- has helped me, you know, to, to be a better person. Um, I think when it's all said and done, I'm, I'm going to be in a good position. Um, I got to save more money. That's that's for sure. I got to start, mm-hmm. sa- start saving some cash here. But, uh, yeah, I, th- I think I've, I've, I've learned a lot, met great people. Um, I've, I've met a lot. We, even at the, at the gym lifestyle, we, our friends are, we have, you know, lawyers that are like personal friends that we go out, you know, racing together, you know. You got your hands in two sports right now. I mean, professionally you're a fighter, but you're obsessed with racing, racing cars, you and your brother. And I want to share with the listeners how that came about. Yeah, just just some amateur stuff, you know. You get your car, and uh, it's all prepped. It's all prepped up, and and, and it, uh, it, uh, we there's a track day. You know, you pay a fee, you get out there, you can race the shit out of your car. Um, <laughs> and, but, but it become, but the more you do it, it, becomes more specific. You know, it's all data. You know, it's all mathematic. Uh, everything is so specific. You know, uh, uh, tire pressure, uh, the car alignment. It's made by strings, so they. It, it's it's strings, right? So they'll they'll put a a, a pole, up like, and then a, a pole in the back of your car in the front. Then they'll string your car to make sure the alignment is correct. So it's very unique, you know. It's very uh, it, it's very specific. It's very uh, intelligent, you know. And that kind of drives me too, you know. I want to be be more uh, like 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 you say, even wisdom. I know it's a sport, but even helps with 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 being a better man more wisdom you know i can mm. i can share it's and one thing I, I like 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 to say to some of the people that are close to me is that uh, um the, the experiences that you acquire you, uh it, it nobody can take it away from you anymore mm, it's, for, yeah. it's forever right it's forever i mean money and 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 materialistic things that that thing can go away even you know you're 
So, so it's, but, but the wisdom and experiences and the things you learned is forever. You know, like you know, I, I tell some of the guys like jujitsu, jujitsu. Um, sometimes like, hey man, uh, we have a, I have a buddy that is a brown belt that, from our gym, and this guy's an engineer and does like, hey man, you know, I, I you have your job, but look, jujitsu, it's it's a it's a hell of an investment. It's forever. Mm. You know, it's like it, 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 you cannot unlearn jujitsu once you learn and you're a black belt it, it, you carry on forever you know you can it, it, it's something it's something cool you know martial arts is so cool you know and and, and we we thrive on that on, on helping people are you the guy that actually drives the car or are you part of the team yeah i drive it too but I, i'm I, I do more than driving because i'm so specific uh, i'm like I have my own car. I drive the car, but I know everything that the car needs to be set up and, and mm. all the all the numbers. It's a lot of numbers that needs to be correct. Um, um, it, 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 I, it's hard. It's tough to go specific now, but it's very. It's a lot of numbers. You've got numbers on on, on tire sizes, alignment, and um, uh, every alignment is by millimeters. So you've got the three millimeters here times four. Uh, so, uh, the, the the gearing has to to have a certain teeth per gear, so it, it's a lot, you know. And this thing drives me. This thing helps me be helps me be a, a more uh, fluent, more intelligent guy. Just be, in general, right? If you're if you're able to discern, you know, the the gearing that it needs per mile per hour, uh, or or. Um, or, or your braking system needs to have a, a certain bite per temperature in miles per. You know all this stuff. I don't want to. It's it's hard to get kind of specific, but it's true. You know that. So, so it, it helps me be a more um, to have more wisdom to help be a more intelligent right. guy. You know, in, in general. And I'm sure you're able to apply that wisdom in other areas of your life too. But I'm I try. Yeah. That. I try it. Yeah. So in racing, I know that the tires are very expensive just because I've had friends that have raced yeah. kind of locally, but what is the most expensive part of racing in general? You know, the tires is, is a big part. It's a big part. Like uh, if, to put it in perspective, um, the last race I did, I was on a, I was on a tighter budget. Mm-hmm. So I opted for a cheap or cheaper tire. And then that uh, that cost me my first place, you know, because the, oh, yeah. the, the tire was a little bit different. And then the guy had the better tire and then, you know, he beat me or whatever. But right. uh, yeah, they get pretty expensive. Um, so and, and there's a there's a budget that you can do. So what you know, you, you can save the scraps from the previous race and then you can utilize on the, on the practice of the, the other the other because on the race weekend you have practice and then qualify and then the race itself. So you can use the scrap tires from the previous race into qualifying on the next one and kind of budget, and then you put your new set on. Yeah. But it, it, it's it's pretty expensive stuff. I mean, it's uh, it's 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 not for the and it's not for the faint of a heart either. I mean, this thing is oh, fat. <laughs> it's this thing. It's, it's you know, it's so specific. Uh, but yeah. How much would you say is like a set of tires? A set of or yeah, just two thousand two thousand dollars for four tires. Four tires, yeah. 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 Uh, two grand, I mean, yeah. yeah, and it's like, and you, and like you're saying, you can only use it for that one race, and then to train for the next race. For you the next one, yeah. Get two uses right. out of it. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, you get a couple of heats uh, out of it. You probably get uh, about three or four uses of, of an hour long. So uh, you know, probably last you about three four hours. On on you know more or less crazy. or so. Yeah. 
that. So it's four hours, you know. Let, let's put it like uh, each set of time lasts for four hours. <laughs> so do you see a future? I mean, is this your future? Like one day you're going to choose to retire from the UFC and from fighting in general. Is this your next step? No, no, no. This is just something I like to 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 to, to mentalize, to 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 get really mental about it. Just because it's so specific and it kind of helps the brain and everything is like calculating. But uh, it's no. I mean, the young the young guys out there, you the the, the young kids out there is killing it. You know, you could, yeah. you got the seventeenth. 17, 18 year olds uh, out there already in the professional leagues, they're killing it. Why is it? I don't understand. Why do the younger guys do better? Is it like reaction time or agility? Like why? Well, a little bit, a, 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 a quite, quite a little bit of it. Let's put it that way. Uh, mm-hmm. It's, it's, uh, they're fearless. They're fearless. Um, they, they're yeah. fearless. And, and also, they are j- just like, just, just like my daughter. My daughter, Raphael, is four years old. I, you know, I, I've been here a long time. I've been in America for a long time. Her English, I was, I was talking to her the other. Day. Her English is better than mine. You yeah. Know? <laughs> so, she, her accent is way better than mine. Perfect, but so, um, they, they, they absorb better, a lot better. You know, mm-hmm. they, the like a sponge. So same thing with, with the younger guys in, in the racing world. They they can absorb, hey, man, you need to be, you know, five miles faster here. And they go out, boom, five miles faster, you know. And, you know, the, the older guy, they take their time. Okay, I'm going to try. You know, I'm not going to be as as reckless. You know, I'm going to be – I'll be careful, but I'll try, you know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so now I want to know, Raf, you've accomplished quite a bit, but what would you consider to be your number one biggest accomplishment throughout your life? Yeah, you know, right now, uh, I, ha- I haven't not yet, uh, you know, I still, I still dream about having the championship belt around my waist. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's, still, that's still a dream of mine. And uh, I'm very realistic about it. Um, I'm not a dreamer, you know, oh, you know, I'm going to next fight or I'm not going to start talking shit or oh, Next fight's gonna happen. I'm gonna beat this guy's ass. It's gonna happen. No, I, I want to take it step by step and be realistic about it. But yeah. uh, biggest accomplishment so far, it's 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 my you know everything I've, I've conquered with hard work. You know my family, and uh, and, and you know my my, my family is the most important. Obviously, you know my we have we have you know we have a great we have a I have a great wife. You know I have mm-hmm. my daughter's super special. I mean, Raphael is something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and your you wife know. cooks for you. I mean, she is yeah, like, you know, I, I bought my house. <laughs> I fi- finally bought my house to uh, last year, uh, a year and a half ago. Uh, it was, it was, it was, you know, and look, we as humans, we, okay. So if you buy a car, oh, this was my dream car. I don't know, a BMW. And then two years later, oh, that's, I, you know, we always try to, we strive for more, you know. That's Something the human, new, yeah. That's the human race. We always strive for more and more and more. And we, we don't realize that our dream was the other one. Right. You know. That's a good my point. Dream, my dream was to buy a Porsche. Mm, did you? I want, I want another Porsche, you know. It, 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 <laughs> I, I want to be humble, you know. I, I want to I wanna try to stay humble and be realistic. But but that that's the human race, you know. I, I don't care if you believe in whatever your beliefs are. I believe in God, but it, it's just it's just in the human nature. We want more and more and more. 
if the guy has three billion dollars in the bank, why he want more? You know, why why would he want to <laughs> to acquire more? No, but it's no, it's, it's the, you know. But you know, but it, it's okay. You know, um, I, we bought our dream home. It's small. You know, it's nice, real nice. Well, it was a dream home. You know, maybe I, I probably want a bigger house now, but it was my dream home, and I'm I'm very happy about it. Oh, it's so nice to celebrate those moments and to remember them. Like you're saying, you know, that was a big deal for you when you bought that house. Yeah, it's a big deal, you know, because of our career. A lot of people don't know that because of the way we get paid in our career is very difficult sometimes. You know, I had I had a a year, a year long layoff. So to to make to make a simple story short, like um, and and I don't have to be ashamed. You know, when I when I apply the first time, they decline me because of the injury. They're like, hey, you were. You were a UFC fighter, and uh, you haven't got paid in 12, 14, 16 months. Mm. You know, that's a risk so, for them. Yeah, yeah, it's for for the lender, right? And, and, yeah. And, but but I ha- I had the cash. You know, I, I've been very um, very meticulously about saving money. You know, oh, I, I love that. I love speaking to an athlete that saves his money. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, I have my luxury, my luxury, luxuries stuff too. Of like, course, uh, but you, you still know, save. Got, but, but yeah, but the, uh, a backup, right? Like a backup if something happens. Yeah, yeah of course, we, we got to have a little bit. So, you know, I I, was, I saved a little money here and there. They still declined. So the, the second time we went, went about, and then, you know, it was, a, it was a, when we bought our first one, we got the keys. It was a good accomplishment there. Mm. Okay. Now, uh, opposite to your biggest accomplishment, what would you say is your biggest failure? And I say failure loosely because obviously you have a really good life and you're content. I mean, things are working out for you, but if there's something that you could look back on in your life and say, man, I wish I could do that over again, what would it be? Yeah. You know, my, my failures are, are my biggest lessons, you know, so those needed to be there. Um, yes. In order, in order to 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 grow as a person, but I, you know, I have many failures. You know that you know, even even the fights I've lost. You know that were failures. I, I maybe I wish I could change things. You know, I wish I could, but it's not possible every time. And and you know, and that's it. You know, just in my 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 professional career is a big part of my life still. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's so I I. One day it's gonna be over, but right now is one of the biggest things in my life. Um, and so, mm-hmm. so, so my, my my failures in my professional career and my failures in, you know, maybe I don't know, losing my license a couple of times. That was pretty stupid. If I can go back, because it, it, you know, it's not a failure, but that was pretty substantial, and I got in a lot of trouble for that stuff. Mm. Uh, you know, so I wish I could. I wish I would have changed that too. You know, that was, that was not cool. Yeah. Okay. Now, before I let you go, I just have a couple more questions just to kind sure. of inspire the listeners. Cause you know, you've accomplished so much in your life and you're still out yeah. there hustling to get yeah. that championship title. Um, what do you say to yourself when you're not performing at your best? You know, we all have this internal dialogue and yeah. Yeah. what does yours sound like? Yeah, you know, I just, I just, you know, it's a simple word, simple word, just to 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 believe it and to um, be, be be positive, and, um, and and what I'm thinking of a word here, uh, it's it's resilience. I think mm. 
mm-hmm. just be resilient because life is about being resilient you know even if you out there you catch you know a freaking i hate to talk about it but you catch a freaking virus out there yeah. you gotta be resilient you know it's uh and 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 and, and be be somebody that uh takes and this is this is for me too. Be, be, you know to be somebody that takes uh, 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 a tip. You know, take a tip from somebody or or or, or like, like be open to constructive criticism. Yeah, constructive criticism. Yeah, that's the word that was, I was yeah. trying to remember. Um, be somebody that that takes criticism in a good, in a good way. Constructive criticism for sure. Thank you for the word. Mm. Uh, there was this great quote. I can't remember who said it possibly Frank Sinatra, don't quote me on it, but it was something mm-hmm. like, you know, live life, live every day like it's your last because one day you're going to be right. Sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, for sure. Raph, give us your Instagram so people know how to find you. Yeah, it's at Hafa Asensel, at Hafa Asensel, R-A-P-H-A-A again, S-S-U-N-C-A-O, Hafa Asensel. Okay, perfect. And guys, you can find me at The Jenna Ben Show on Instagram and on YouTube. The show airs five times, uh, starting with Tuesday at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard, Thursday at 9 a.m., Friday at 9 p.m., Saturday at 5 p.m., and Sunday at 7 p.m. Again, all Pacific Standard times. Feel free to shoot me a DM if you need help converting your your time zone. And uh, I love the DMs. I love the support. Check out Raf's page. He's got a fight coming up, hopefully early June. We can't wait for that announcement. And uh, we'll see you next week.